Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The After Show. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 18. So again, I'm reading from these lovely halls, cough drops, and the next phrase is on one of these is get back in the game. I love it. So get back in the game. Okay, so what I love about this one is it's very important to not give up. And you know, I'll give an example of what not to do. So I have a cousin that I don't ever talk to really anymore because he screwed up and you know he moved away with his family or whatever. And um he wasn't raised right at all. He wasn't taught how to be emotionally stable. He was a very emotionally disturbed child and he actually got kicked out of a couple of schools because of it. And his parents did not know how to handle him whatsoever and um it was just a really bad deal. But anyway, um just to give an example of him not knowing what to do and not being raised right see cuz here's the thing initially he was a normal kid but the longer he was raised by his dysfunctional parents that just doped him up on drugs or whatever all the time the weirder he got so because they put him on all these drugs to try and control his brain like to the extreme um it fried his brain and it made him very much emotionally unstable So when he was I think he must have been in grade school cuz he was not in middle school cuz I don't think he had been kicked out yet. He was on a soccer team and he he was playing on the field and this kid on the other team yelled at him and said something like you suck or you're no good. You know, it's just tough talk, you know, on the field. Well, my cousin he screamed and ran off the field. and ran underneath the bleachers and started crying and screaming hysterically like just emotionally and could not be consoled and it was extremely embarrassing for his parents and the team because they're like we don't know what's wrong with this kid and so like it, it was kind of a showstopper so what's interesting is that you know his parents were were not good parents like they did not raise him right and um they were they, they didn't know how to raise a child at all especially a little boy and so he he was never really taught how to get back in the game you know the way that you get back in the game is first of all you don't take offense right so you know he's on the field the what he should have done is said oh yeah i'll show you i'm going to beat you i'm going to cream you but he didn't know how to banter back and forth like boys do you know he was forced to be um a chess player he he was supposedly a prodigal genius but yet he was one of the dumbest kids in his class um his parents actually told him that he's a genius and he's not and um you know he couldn't even pass hardly any classes but yet he was told he's a genius and he had to have a special tutor he had to have like a psychiatrist a psychologist a therapist i mean the kid was just really uh unfortunately brainwashed into thinking that he's some great elitist even as a child and so because he was raised that he's elitist or whatever he didn't care to try at anything and then whenever someone said hey you suck his feelings oh they would get hurt because his parents just propped him up on a pedestal and told him that you know he's a winner all the time when actually he's losing all the time because they're setting him up for failure so needs to say it's important to get back in the game not only to say face but more importantly to build character. I mean, I I've played soccer and I was awesome at scoring, but I know that if my defense sucks, 
then you know we we're going to have a hard time winning because you know I can score all day and score all night but if my defense is not doing their job then it it's going to be very difficult and that is what happened one season I remember this in soccer it was hell we got creamed so bad and I so wanted to yell at some of the girls that are on our team because I was like you're not doing a very good job like you suck at this Like when we were at practice, you need to practice. But I didn't tell him off or anything. I really wanted to because it's you know it's like one of those things you get really frustrated with people. But also I knew um, as a teeny bopper, you know I could tell when someone had the talent and when someone did not. And here's the thing: when someone has the talent and chooses not to do good, that's laziness. You can definitely tell them off. If someone does not have the talent and they're just there playing and they're trying their best. It's not appropriate to tell them off because basically you're going to be yelling at them for something that's not their fault. Like and you're trying to get them to do something that they're not naturally good at. So it's one of those things that, you know, I just knew that okay, this is going to be a tough season <laughs> and I'm going to be exercising more than usual, uh working even harder um to make sure that we win. And it's just one of those things, you know, as a team, you have to have camaraderie. And that's one reason why you get back in the game. You know, you need to have camaraderie. And you might be thinking, well, what do you do if you're on a bad team? You continue to be a good comrade. You continue to be a good team player. Even if you're the only one that's good at what you do, even if you're the only one that's smiling or that is positive, here's the thing. It's way easier to be negative than to be positive. And I know what that's like. I've played a whole lot of sports and I've worked with many people over the years. And it's very important to remember that your behavior reflects you it does not reflect other people you know people can be mean to you all day and all night but at the end of the day and all throughout the day you know we actually make uh, i would say intentional decisions about how we about how we behave towards ourselves and towards other people so it's not really appropriate although it is a cop out but it's not really appropriate to say oh well they were mean to me well okay triumph over them I'm not saying oh you just need to get over it. Not that at all. I do pray that you get over the offense, but here's the thing, turn that offense into a positive. I mean, I'll tell you straight up, I used to be so offended all the time. Everything offended me. I was so pissed off all the time. Well, I didn't know how to let things go. I didn't know how to be positive, and I would just stay stuck in the past, even as a young person, even as a really young person as a teenager. I was staying stuck in the past because of what I was raised in, how I was treated, and some problems that were taking place at school because I didn't really like the schools I went to. Because again, I was raised in a hick town um farming community and it was really tough playing other schools because a lot of schools they hated what our town practiced and preached, so to speak. So then kids from other schools, um especially from city schools, they would be particularly mean and hateful to us and have unsportsmanlike conduct and be physically cruel to us uh during games and also after games because they didn't approve of our of our town it's like well the kids are not responsible for the town it's the adults so if they wanted to beat somebody up they should have been beating up the adults not the kids So I mean even to this day when people find out um you know the town I'm from which I hardly ever tell people where I'm from anymore because it's just not it's not a good thing it's not a positive thing 
Um, whenever they find out where I'm from, and they they are from another town or another city close by, they almost always turn on me and they get hateful. Even as adults, I'm like, haven't we grown up at all? Like, you know, I had no I had no control over where I was raised or where I was born. I mean, here's the thing: Do you really think I wanted to be raised in a bad environment and be raised in a bad hick town um, that was racist, sexist, piggish, extremely bigoted, extremely religious, but wasn't practicing the goodness of God? You know, as I've said in times past, religion was not invented by God. Religion was invented by mankind in order to dominate other people. You know, God is God. He doesn't need our religion. We need Him. So you know there's definitely a big difference in that, and so here's another thing. You know, in, in regards to getting back in the game, God wants you to get back in the game. He wants you to be in there. He wants you to be successful, and he wants you to knock it out of the ballpark. I mean, you're, you're already on the field of life, so to speak. So you might as well just go for the win. And here's the thing. Let's say, for example, you know, I'm just using an analogy here, but let's say you you think you're on a losing team in life. Change teams, move to a new place, date somebody new. You know, I mean, if your spouse is abusing you or if your spouse is cheating on you, divorce them. You know, divorce them and start dating someone really hot. You know what I mean? Like, like move on. If you want to make more money, apply for a job where you make triple or quadruple more than what you're making now. Redo your resume. I mean, you know, there's pie in the sky. Go for it. But you have to get back in the game to do that. You cannot sit on the sidelines of life and expect to be successful. It just doesn't happen that way. You know, success typically doesn't just land in your lap. Success is something that you strive for, not strive, but strive, meaning you reach for it. You want to attain it. You want to be successful, and you want to do good things in your life. That's what it means to get back in the game. Because it really matters to be, I would say, successful and to accomplish the desires of your heart. Because I think there's nothing worse than when someone passes away and they have all these regrets. You know, whenever I pass away, which will be way, way, way down the road, I know that I will have accomplished everything that I wanted to do because that's just the kind of person I am. And what's interesting is that religion typically hinders people or stops people from living their best life. Because you're following some indoctrination, as opposed to doing what God wants you to do. You know, it's very interesting. If you read the Bible, God speaks to His people. God speaks to His people, but but think about what's going on these days, especially within the United States and in Europe. If you say that God speaks to your heart, they think you're crazy. It's like no, actually, God speaks to all of us. It's just it's just that some people listen and some people don't. You know, in order, you know, you know, for God to speak to you, He it doesn't have to be audible. You know, God is a a wonderful God, and He speaks to us in a very gentle manner. It's not the same as going to, you know, HR, you know, to get your hand slapped or something. And that's how a lot of people view God because that's how they've been brainwashed or indoctrinated to view Him. So, needless to say, you know, if God before you, who dare be against you? And he wants you to get back in the game. He wants you to be successful in everything that you do. Like it doesn't matter if if you're doing a podcast like me, or maybe you have a publishing company, or maybe you know you, you've got you know some crazy kids and you're just trying to make ends meet. You know, pray about that and ask God to bless you. Ask God to help calm down your kids. 
You know, here's another thing. Maybe your kids are squirrely and weird because of where you're raising them and how you're raising them. Like, let me put it this way. If I was married and had children, there is no way I would raise my children in the town I was raised in. And if ever I found out where we lived um, was anything like what I was raised in, I would immediately sell my house and move. Because I don't want my children to ever go through what I went through and be indoctrinated into all this garbage. Just garbage and then be treated like dirt because of where they were raised and where they were born. You know, the great thing about, I'd say there's so many things about the United States, but one of the great things about the United States is that you have freedom of mobility. Like, if you want to pick up and move, you can do that. You can't do that in communist countries. I mean, you, you can't do that in China. And I don't even think you can really do that in, uh, in Sharia law Muslim countries. Because they control the movement of their people. It's very horrible. So needless to say, you know, it really matters where you live and what you support. Because it really determines your future and it also, it can make or break your family. Like I know that, you know, growing up, and I'll close with this, holidays were always a little weird. And, um, you know, my mother's parents had already passed away by the time my sister and I were born. So all we really knew uh, were my dad's parents and they were weird. Uh, my grandmother was crazy. She was psychotic. She was hateful. She was mean. Um, she tried to turn over a Christian leaf when she was dying from cancer, and she really did try. I mean, I, I loved my grandparents, but it's just one of those things, like, because they were so weird and so bizarre, um, we never went and stayed with them, my sister and I. Like, like we would see them maybe once a week, if that. Um, but it always, it would always kind of surprise me. Whenever I would go to school, and you know this is grade school, of course, and kids, you know, we would be talking about what we did on the weekend, and these kids would be all happy and be like, "Oh, I got to see my grandparents. It was so great. I stayed with them. I got to stay the whole weekend." I'm like, "You stayed with your grandparents? Why would you do that?" And they're like, "Well, why wouldn't I?" I was like, "Really? See, here's the thing. I didn't know that grandparents could be nice." <laughs> Um, I didn't know that grandparents could be kind because ours were not. Like, here's the thing. Uh, my dad's family, very dysfunctional. Very dysfunctional. My mom's family, I don't know so much because I don't know much about her parents. I never met them. But here's the thing. It's like what I've said in times past. Dysfunctional people have dysfunctional kids, and it passes down from generation to generation. Now, you can break that generational curse By first of all, praying about it and casting that care unto the Lord. And number two, getting away from the people that are causing the problem. You know, that's one of the great things about living in the United States is that we have freedom of religion. We have freedom of speech and we have freedom of movement. But in many countries, people don't have those freedoms. So that's one reason why so many people in other countries are stuck in what they have, which is very unfortunate. But it's one of those things you make choices all the time, like. Like if I were in a really bad country and I was stuck in some really bad situation, I would find a way to legally, not illegally, but legally immigrate to another country that would be better for me and my family. I would do everything I could to legally immigrate. Because just because, you know, if I'm living in a bad situation and I don't like it and it's unpleasant, that doesn't give me permission to break the law anywhere on the face of this planet. Like just because you're suffering doesn't mean that you get to play your violin and that your tune is more important than somebody else's tune. Not by any means. 
See, here's the thing. If you want to get back in the game, you can't get back in the game by breaking the rules. You know what I mean? Like that that's not sportsmanlike conduct. So it's very important that if you're going to do something that you do it right and you do it with integrity and God will bless you all the days of your life. I will go ahead and end this podcast but as usual until next time. I pray that you're happy, healthy and whole, that you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye.